At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, and as always, I am live here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Bet Rivers Sportsbook with a lot to look forward to this evening. We've got some hoops to look forward to, and I mean Greg Hoops Peterson, the college basketball guru, as I always like to say, did fantastic work with the college basketball betting guide, and he's looking to give us some plays tonight with the college basketball slate. So Greg will be joining us in a half hour here on Rush Hour, talking all things college basketball. A little bit before Greg, though, we're going to touch some football and some NBA, and maybe we'll get into some college basketball with Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast and VEASAN Point Spread Weekly contributor. We're pretty much going to go all over the place with Will, so we'll do that in about 15 minutes. We'll see what he's got thoughts on in terms of the Brooklyn and Orlando game tonight, Milwaukee and New York, the Knicks hosting the Bucks. That's going to be a big game. Uh, the Jets, can they keep it close with Buffalo this weekend? And then we'll also kind of take a gander into the Giants' updated season win total. That's been a win total that I've been very curious about for the past couple of weeks. So I'm very excited to talk about that with Will and see how he would approach that with the number set at about six and a half. And with that being said, I mean, at the end of the show, it is the middle of the week. So we like to take this time to look at some of the futures in the NFL, some of the win totals that have stood out to me the most as of this point in the season. And then we got a couple plays for Danny's Dimes. Tweeted a little bit about it earlier at Danny Burke 5, or you could follow me on Twitter. And of course, as always, with VEASAN at VEASAN Live on the tweets. 
But since it is Wednesday, we do end it talking about NFL futures, but we also begin it talking about the biggest movements in the NFL for the upcoming slate that is NFL Week 10. Let's take this time to kick things off with midweek movements where we see which games have moved the most, whether it's in terms of the spread or the total for the upcoming schedule of games. And let's begin with Thursday night football, Ravens and Dolphins. Miami is going to be the home squad in this game. Baltimore opened up below seven, though, so they were below the key number of seven at about six and a half to be exact. It's a short week. The team on the road, you typically don't like to lay points in this spot, and especially if it's getting over the key number of seven, which it is now. It's moved up a full point in favor of Baltimore from six and a half up to seven and a half. But this is kind of an aberration, right? I mean, this is something different that you can maybe make an exception for. And I'm not advocating for laying over seven, per se, with Baltimore. But you could tease them down. And we don't like teasing down road favorites. I've been very adamant about that. But I just don't see how I can trust Miami right now. And at one point, has Tua been a reliable quarterback? At what point, has anybody in this Dolphins organization this season been reliant upon and look, I had higher expectations for this Dolphins team. Flores did a really good job with the squad last year. The defense was very solid. Now they're just atrocious on both sides of the ball. Uh, the Ravens may be getting some momentum from their win this past week against Minnesota, albeit it was an ugly one, but they got the job done nonetheless. So the movement has gone in favor of Baltimore. Six and a half up to seven and a half right now for Thursday night football. The total you've seen kind of take a dive to the under. 48, now down to 46 and a half. I guess the thought process being, hey, look, Baltimore can put up pretty close to 30 or so, but what are the Dolphins going to be able to do offensively? Are they going to be able to move the ball? And look, the Ravens still have a solid defense, not as great per se as we've seen in the past couple of seasons, but they can certainly look great after this game considering the lack of offensive ability that Miami poses right now. So I can agree with that movement going to the under. And yeah, I wouldn't disagree with the Ravens getting some of the love, but that doesn't mean I would lay the seven and a half at this point. I'll be curious to see where some of those props are looking at for tomorrow. But the movement has gone to Baltimore and the total has taken a slight dip to the under for Thursday Night Football Miami hosting Baltimore. Let's move on, though. Let's talk Browns and Patriots. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Nick Chubb, we know his place on the COVID-19 protocols, but Dearness Johnson going to be filling that role, and he did it pretty decently the last time around a couple weeks ago when he had to do it. And despite that, actually, originally you saw this movement go in favor of Cleveland because New England opened up as a three-point favorite in this game, came down to plus one and a half. You briefly saw it go back up to two, but right now at Bet Rivers, the Browns are still catching one in the hook. They're plus 110 on the money line. New England minus 124. This total's taken a slight, you know, adjustment to the over 44 and a half to 45. Nothing too crazy. To me, it's hard to bet the over in this game because you have two teams. And, and sometimes the Patriots kind of switch it up, whether their main focus is passing it with Jones or running it. But a lot of times they want to control that time of possession, right? They want to get the momentum in their favor and really wind down their opponents. So I could see them trying to run the ball a lot. But you got to remember this Cleveland front seven ain't too shabby, right? They got some studs up there. We'll see what Mac Jones can do passing the ball if that's how they're going to try to really attack this Cleveland defense. But I understand the movement going toward Cleveland. And you might be thinking, well, why would I want to do that? Nick Chubb's out of this game. But hey, as we always like to talk about, if there's a player to be missed on an NFL team and you can fill the void, it's the running back position. And especially when you have as dominant 
of an offensive line as the Cleveland Browns do. So I get the movement going toward Cleveland. Would I take the one and a half? Would I bet the money line with Cleveland? I wouldn't. I would do what we discussed yesterday, and that would probably be teasing up Cleveland from plus one and a half up to plus seven and a half. I think that's your best route to take if you want to back the Browns. And of course, if you're feeling Patriots, you know, just go money line, in my opinion, minus 124, as opposed to laying, you know, 14 cents less with minus one and a half. Rather have the security and just paying a little bit more. So I would lean under despite the movement going to the over. And I kind of like the Browns if you're teasing them up. Otherwise, I'm probably staying away from this spot. But let's see how Baker continues to look without the distraction of OBJ on his team. So that's going to be a fun one in Foxborough and has some significant movement in it. Another game that's had some notable movement. What about the Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Remember, these teams met in the playoffs this past season. Washington had a very respectable performance, but they're not getting the respect on the spread. Tampa Bay currently a nine and a half point favorite on the road coming off the bye week. This totals at about 51. Total hasn't nudged whatsoever. 51 has been very steady, minus 110 each way at Bet Rivers. The spread, though, open Tampa Bay minus seven and a half, now up to nine and a half, as I alluded to, in favor of this Bucks team coming off the bye. I haven't seen the latest news on Antonio Brown, but you know, when I saw it earlier in the week, it looked like he was maybe going. Gronk may be back as well. Look, even if they're both out of this game, Tampa Bay should be able to get the job done, of course. But I'm not going to lay the 9.5 with them. And look, we talk about exceptions for a teaser and maybe doing it with Tampa Bay could be one. You never really want to do a 7-point teaser. We've gotten screwed on it a couple times this year, that's for sure. This one, I, I really don't have any interest whatsoever. I kind of want to lean under here. I get why it's in the 50s because you know Tampa Bay is going to put up their points. And the assumption is, well, as bad as Washington has been offensively, Tampa Bay's secondary has not really been that solid, so maybe Washington can do enough to push it over the total. So I'd kind of lean under, but more so maybe look at a team total for Washington under. This could be a performance where, especially after the bye week, players are getting a little bit healthier, getting some rest, getting more time to look at the opposing team. I think Tampa Bay's defense could show up pretty solid in this game. So maybe look at a team total under for Washington as they host Tampa Bay. I'm kind of trying to find where this is right now. Uh, it's at about 20 and a half, and it's shaded to the under minus 134. So, you know, ideally you could get it at at least 21. So we'll see where this line alters, but that may be a decent route to consider in Washington, the football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh, an environment that us here in the Chicagoland area despise as of this moment because of the debacle that occurred on Monday night. We talked about this game yesterday with host of the Detroit City Cats, Dan Leach, avid Lions fan. And I said, do you have faith in Detroit? He said, absolutely not. And how can you blame him? It's Detroit. They find unique ways to lose. But the betting market is actually showing some kind of faith in Detroit here. I mean, nine and a half, even as high as ten and a half is where you saw it open. And now this game is at eight and a half in favor of Pittsburgh. Total has dipped from 44 down to 42 and a half. Completely agree with that because, look, Pittsburgh's offense isn't great. I get they were able to put up a decent amount against the Bears. But are the Lions going to be able to do enough? That could be another team total situation. You'd have faith in the Steelers' defense to limit Detroit. Teaser opportunity for Pittsburgh, sure. I just don't want to trust Pittsburgh in any kind of capacity. They have not covered at home as a favorite, and I forget what the number was now, but it was a decent amount of size. And again, look, as well-coached as this Pittsburgh team is, you're still having to rely on Big Ben, who is a statue back there. And this team is prone to making mistakes when he is their quarterback. 
and we'll see if they get the help from the officiating again. They probably won't need it because it's the Lions, but Detroit is coming off a bye week, and some of that movement has gone toward the Lions. I actually would look at taking the points, if anything, with Detroit if I had to take the spread straight up one way or the other. Let's talk Seahawks-Packers now. Man, this game's going to be a doozy. I really don't have that strong conviction in this spot, but a lot of betters do apparently having some faith in Seattle here. Five down to three and a half with the spread. Seahawks catching plus 164 on the money line. The Cheeseheads lane minus a buck 86. His total has been steady at about 49 and a half. My thought would be to go over in this game, but it's tough. I Just a lot of outside factors in this one, as we all know of leading into this week, especially with both teams' respective quarterback situations. So I think this is a game you kind of have to just play it by ear and just look at the in-game betting perspective. But I could see why some of the love would be going towards Seattle. I think Green Bay does get the job done at the end of the day because Green Bay's defense, while they have dealt with injuries, have actually shown up a little bit more so than I thought they would. Whereas Seattle, look, they take advantage of inferior teams. Aside from that, they can easily be exposed, especially by Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense. Finally, Eagles and Broncos. How about Denver actually opening up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite? Now they're up to a three-point favorite. Total at about 44-and-a-half at the opener. Ticked up to 45-and-a-half. Look, I get Denver had a very impressive win against the Cowboys, and Eagles faltered at home to the Chargers. But, look, I trust. I, maybe I don't trust, but I could have enough faith in the Eagles to keep this one close. So now that it's at three, would only take it with the Eagles, but the movement did go toward the Broncos. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Midweek Movements. Coming up next, Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, talking all things Big Apple right here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're a growing business which means you need every spare hour you can find that's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in slack Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got the Chicago City Cast, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and now the New York City Cast as well. So subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcasts and get hooked up five episodes a week, local sports betting content. The person to help us do that right here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network is the host of the New York City Cast, Will Hill, ladies and gentlemen, at Not The Will Hill is where you can follow him on Twitter, posted out on the East Coast. Joining us right now, Will, always a pleasure, my man. Thank you for taking some time tonight. I know you got a busy slate of games to look forward to, especially on the hardwood, so I want to take it there to start with. Let's talk about this Nets and Magic game. Look, you know, I'm a little bit happy over here because the Bulls took care of business Monday night against the Nets, and you know they, they kind of saved face for the Bears not getting the job done and made us Chicagoans a little bit happier that night. But the Nets get a chance to make do here. They're a 10-point favorite against the lowly Magic. This total at about 210.5. Is 10 too high, or are you still riding with the Nets in this spot? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Tough loss uh, with the Bears the other night. I'm sure that you didn't spend any time talking about the referees. I'm sure that wasn't a topic <laughs> at all. I'm sure that just uh, just went by the wayside. I think it's a touch too high. I, I would lean towards Orlando here. Uh, the Nets, you, know, you look at the Nets, and Harden just does not seem the same. You know, so much of his game is athleticism, getting to the free throw line. Usually he's a guy, you know, double-digit free throws uh, per game, at least attempted. He's under five. He's at like 4.2 free throws per game now. Uh, some of that's the new rules. I think a lot of that's the new rules. Some of it is he just doesn't look the same physically. I don't know if it's lingering from the injury he had last spring, early summer. But I would lean towards taking the 10. Uh, you know, not a pretty matchup here. Orlando, not going to win many games, but... You know, they played okay. I think Wagner's a hell of a player. I'm sure not a lot of people are, are sitting there watching Orlando Magic basketball. But but if you do watch him, Wagner's a guy to watch. Not sure that he can win Rookie of the Year. There's some really good rookies here, uh, especially Mobley. It's a pretty good class. But Wagner's a good player. I, I think Orlando, you know, to hang within 10, maybe get a Brooklyn team that, look, it's an 82-game season, uh, spent the night in Florida, the warmer weather. Maybe they're not the most focused bunch here, the Nets are. So I would lean towards taking the 10 here. Okay, yeah, it is a high spread, and we know how volatile the NBA is, especially late in the game when you have all those garbage time buckets. That's why I avoid games with such a high spread or would look to take them, as you're advising potentially with this Magic and Nets game. But, Will, 
What about this next matchup that has a little bit more, I don't know, I guess, stability to it with the Knicks and the Bucks? Now, Milwaukee played last night. They got an impressive win against the 76ers. So back-to-back, -back, they're on the road in Madison Square Garden, and we've seen this line move in favor of the Knicks. Two and a half up to four. This total is ticked up just a tad bit to 216. Do you agree with this movement? Because some people will kind of, don't really put too much in the sense of back-to-backs anymore, right? I mean, I think that was held with a lot of jurisdiction back in the day, but, you know, depending on who you ask, it, it really depends on the team and in the situation. And at this point earlier in the season, maybe you don't hold it with as much weight as you normally would. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, it's team to team, too. Like the Lakers, some of these older teams, they'll load manage, they'll rest. Giannis is not a guy who does that he's going to play he's going to play hard I mean that's one of his great qualities he plays hard every possession every night and I just think you're getting points here with Milwaukee who look they've stumbled out of the gate there's been a little championship hangover it was a quick turnaround I think it was July 23rd or something they won the title a couple months later they're playing preseason games so we saw how the Lakers struggled with that last year but I think they'll come out of it I mean they're going to have their moments here where, where they just kind of sleepwalk through the season but uh, they're at the point now where look, I think last night was a, a big win. Big win might be a stretch because, like I said, they're going to be fine. But I think you'll get a focused Bucks group because they played the Knicks Friday night and they led by 21 and end up losing that game by 15. Like you said, typical NBA, so volatile, uh, can change at any moment. I mean, you get a 36-point turnaround at home with the Bucks when you feel like you're in good shape. So a little bit of a re revenge angle. You're getting four points. you got the best player on the floor with Giannis. You might have the two best players on the floor with, uh, with Middleton and Giannis here. Nick's given up a lot of open threes that, that he gave up a lot last year. It didn't come back to bite him. Starting to see some regression in terms of that, in terms of their defense. So I'll take Milwaukee here getting the points. Yeah, I like that same time. I mean, you know, they might have two of the best players on the floor, which they probably do. You're right. So uh, we'll see how much of a factor that back-to-back -back actually comes into play. But I'm with you. I would take the points, if anything, here with the Bucks. Seldom do you get them catching this amount of points from anywhere from four to five. So uh, I would be looking that way the same as you will. Uh, let's move over to the gridiron now. You have, I don't want to call it maybe an interesting game, but I guess it's a little bit intriguing because of what happened last week with the Bills, and you get the Jets hosting them this week. Mike White deemed as the starting quarterback. However, New York catching 13, Will. This totals at 47. Do you view this game as if Mike White's healthy, they can actually be competitive, or because of what happened last week, is Buffalo coming out for blood? I would lean towards taking the points here. I think White's been really good. Now it's limited action. It's only been, what, five or six quarters, but he's thrown for like 700 yards in those five or six quarters. Some of the skill players look a lot better for the Jets with White in there, even with Josh Johnson in there. Uh, it's really been the defense that's the issue for the Jets, which is weird because they, they spent a lot of capital, a lot of draft capital, a lot of salary cap room in that defensive line, and it hasn't played well. But if you look at the Bills, they haven't been that impressive. I mean, you look at who they beat. It, it's really not an, a, a group of impressive wins. I mean, you're starting to see that maybe Allen last year was more of an outlier than anything. He hasn't played great. I know he's right there for MVP, but I just don't totally buy it. I mean, a lot of their wins are against the Dolphins and some of these, uh, you know, the Texans, some of these these lesser teams. So I would I would lean towards grabbing the points here with the Jets. All right, then let's talk about the G-Men. Now, the Giants are on a bye this week, Will, but they've been a team that I've kept my eye on in terms of betting their season win total that's been updated frequently. And right now it's posted at six and a half at Bet Rivers, shaded pretty heavily to the under minus 162. 
And, you know, you're looking at them, and they've got three wins. So where are the four wins, I guess, is what I'm asking you. Because to me, it would be the under or nothing. And especially considering after the bye week, they're going to be playing on the road against Tampa Bay. Thus, you'll probably get a worse number, assuming they lose if you wait till afterward. So would your only play be betting this thing under? Or do you actually think there could be some high hopes for this Giants team? You know, probably a pass for me. If you look at them, they really let three games get away early. Now, it's the NFL. You could say that about a lot of these games, a lot of these teams. But Washington, remember early in the year, that Thursday night game, they go off sides on a missed kick. They claim they weren't off sides. I don't know that they were. Uh, that, that's a game they should have won. They really dominated in a lot of categories. The Falcons, they're up a touchdown with six minutes left. They drop an interception in the end zone. And then there was another game. Uh, well, the Monday night game against the Chiefs, they really could have won that game. Some bad penalties, some turnovers. Yeah. So they, they get, kind of got one back against the Raiders because I think the Raiders outplayed them the other night. So they might be a little better than you think. It's just they can't seem to get their players on the field. I mean, every time you look up, Barkley never plays. Gallaudet never plays. Uh, you know, Ingram, Shepard, these guys are always limping off with something. If they can get their guys on the, on the field, they're actually not terrible. The defense is okay. They still have games against the Eagles twice. Uh, they get the Dolphins. They get Washington. It's not impossible that they get to seven. But asking him to win all of them is probably a lot. Uh, to me, I, I think you're on the right track. It's probably under or nothing. Okay, Will, and then before we let you go, I know you have some more interest in the NFL futures. Talk to us about what you're thinking with the Seattle Seahawks. I know it revolves around the odds to make the playoffs. The yes at Bet Rivers plus 195. No is minus 250. Where is the value for the Seattle team? I love yes. Uh, I bet yes. Um, I bet them 50 to one to win the NFC. I bet them 100 to one to win it all. I actually heard somebody DM'd me or somebody messaged me on Twitter after my segment the other day said they were 80 to one somewhere in Vegas to win the NFC, which is insane to me because if you look at the wild card picture in the NFC, a lot of these teams, you know, San Fran's three and five, Minnesota's three and five, the Falcons are four and four, holding on to the last spot. We don't trust them too much. Um, nine wins probably gets you in. Now let's just go through their schedule. They're three and five. They also, but they have games here against Chicago, Washington, Detroit, and the Texans. That gets you to seven, most likely, with five games left. Say you go two and three in the rest of those five, that gets you to nine wins. That probably gets you in the playoffs. Seattle's probably going to get in here with Wilson healthy. I know the defense isn't great. They, you know, they have their issues. Carroll's not a great in-game manager, but uh, you know, I, I just think they got a shot here at nine wins. And if you got a team fifty to one, hundred to one, those numbers that's in the playoffs with Russell Wilson, too much of a wide open league. Uh, too much of a wide-open league. i, I got to take a stab here with the Seahawks. I, I don't hate that, and you're right. I mean, I don't trust his defense, but truthfully, you know, I don't trust the 49ers splitting necessarily against the Seahawks. San Fran looks awful. You get the Bears and the Lions back-to-back -back at home, and you're traveling against Washington, which might be a tough game, but it's Washington, and then you get the Texans on the road too. So, you know, for the most part, it's a favorable schedule, and especially with Russell Wilson getting back in the mix. Plus 195 ain't looking too shabby, so I can't disagree with you on that one, Will. And, and you get that, the I'd love to talk. You get oh, the Cardinals yeah, week absolutely. 17, they might not be playing for anything. I didn't even realize that. And that's what you always got to factor in, that last game. If the yeah. team's going to have the division solidified, which realistically Arizona will, they're not going to be playing their star guys. So you're right. Good note, Will. Hey, like I said, though, we're up against it. Could talk to you about the NFL for hours, my man. But we'll look forward to catching more about it on the New York City Cats. Keep up the great work. All right, DB, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Will Hill, folks, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. VSIN Point Spread Weekly contributor, VSIN.com slash subscribe. And again, five episodes a week for the New York City cast. All things New York, Will has got you covered. Speaking of having us covered, how about College Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson? Tons of plays coming your way next.
This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here, and for only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of the NFL playoffs. You get daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. And what's out right now, that's the College Hoops Betting Guide brought to you. Majority by Greg Hoops Peterson. It's a great deal. Only 99 bucks for all of that combined from now till the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Rush Hour here on VEASAN. And speaking of the aforementioned Greg Hoops Peterson, he is joining us now. The man, the myth, the legend, the gentleman who bets every single college basketball game with plenty to look forward to on the docket tonight. Greg, it's an honor to have you on during your busy season. I know you're going all over the place and sweating out these games that are about to start. And speaking of which, I got to ask you really quick, how about Michigan and Buffalo? I know this game just tipped off or is about to. It closed at about 12.5 for Michigan, total 154. People still couldn't get their bets in. How did you play it? And then maybe how would you suggest to in-game this matchup? It looks like we saw a little bit of very, very late action on Michigan, by the way, because this is actually closing more around 13 to 13 and a half because tip-off is going to be in about two minutes. So if you really, really rush, you might be able to get this in pre-flop. But if not, the way that I'd be taking a look at it is just the first few possessions. I personally wind up doing a New York Post play every single day for college basketball, much like I do for baseball. And I wound up giving out Buffalo with the points. If Buffalo gets down, say, in 8-2, to two, a 10-3, something like that, where it's just one of these things in which Michigan hits a couple of threes early, I would look to jump in on Buffalo. And then gauging the tempo, I think, is important as well, because this closed right around the total that I wound up setting it. I set it at a 153, personally. This wound up opening at 150 and a half, wound up taking the opener over at the time in which it's closing with right around a 153 and a half. It certainly is more around my numbers. So just gauging how the tempo winds up going early because you want to note that Buffalo over the last four years has been in the top 21 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. And Michigan has been kicking things up tempo a little bit more as well ever since Ron Howard wound up taking over. So just gauging the first few possessions, I think is important if you're looking in game this thing. Okay, well, Greg, let's keep it with another Big Ten squad in a game that we have a little bit more patience in terms of when we can bet it. Rutgers taking on Lehigh and the Scarlet Knights laying 20 in the hook at Bet Rivers. This total is at 139. What did you see that you favored, uh, favored Excuse me, in this game with Rutgers as the home squad? Rutgers has always been a relatively solid squad at the rack, and then you take a look at Lehigh. They're a team that they do wind up bringing back quite a bit from last year, but I do think that Rutgers should be a little bit more of a favorite than what they are. I wanted making them a 24-point favorite, but what I really liked in this spot was the under. I set this total at a 132, and the big reason why is because Lehigh is a team that, ever since they were the top three-point shooting team in all of college basketball about three years ago, more towards the 2018-19 season, their offense has not really been in rhythm, and Rutgers, at their core, they're a little bit more of a defense-oriented team. They do bring back guys like A.G.O. Baker, but I think that Cliff Amarui is in for a big leap from his freshman to his sophomore year. 
that will allow Lehigh to not be able to get anything down low. They're going to have to settle for threes. And ever since they were the top three-point shooting team in all of college basketball a few years ago, they've really seen a precipitous fall with that. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a sloppy game. And I think it's going to rival a lot of what we wound up seeing in the first day of college basketball, in which you wound up seeing right around 58 59% of games go under the total. So I'm looking at quite a few unders in these early games. And Lehigh versus Rutgers is certainly one of them. All right, well, it seems like, speaking of unders, we've seen a little bit of movement in this matchup with Wake Forest and William and & Mary. 139.5 is where it was earlier. Now we're seeing it at about 138.5, Greg. In terms of the spread, Wake Forest is a 15-point favorite. Is this another game you're targeting the total, or did the spread draw your interest more so? I actually like Wake Forest as an 18.5-point favorite. This is one of which I'm looking at the... Oh, I was looking at the under a little bit initially, but then we wound up seeing a big giant line move. It wound up tipping down to 139 to 139 and a half. And I wound up lining this at a 140 and a half. And this opened up right around 142. So it pretty much went from being a play on the under by a point and a half to being a play on the over by a point and a half. So it pretty much landed in the middle there. But Wake Forest all throughout has been my play when it comes to the side. Oh, and Mary just loses so much. I've got them projected dead last in the Colonial. And when it comes to Wake Forest, I think that this team has some good chemistry. You wind up having Steve Forbes come in for his second year. Davion Williamson wound up following him from East Tennessee State. And Damari Monsanto is someone that I'm really looking out for as well. When I was at East Tennessee State last season, he was actually recruited by Steve Forbes and then wound up transferring over to Wake Forest. And he wound up having 12 points, shot 36% from three as a six foot six combo player in William & Mary. A team that last year shot 29% for three. Yuri Covington, the guard for this team, ranks in the top 10 in all of college basketball when it comes to turnovers on a per-minute basis at Wake Forest. I think he's going to be playing some very good defense under a defense-oriented coach in Steve Forbes. So I took a look at this spot. I thought that there was good value on Wake Forest. So I want to blame the points. Yeah, and you said upwards to 18. I mean, now it's down to 15. So if you're still wanting to back Wake Forest, a lot better number now with them laying 15 taking on William and Mary. So looking toward the Demon Deacons is hoops. Let's get your thoughts on Penn State at home here, Greg, taking on Youngstown State. The Nittany Lions laying a high number of 17, total at 147. What are we thinking here? I think that 17 is just a couple too many. And you wound up seeing this. In some spots, more like an 18 to an 18 and a half. I liked it a little bit more there because 17 or more was a play for me on Youngstown State. So the 17 we've got right now, it's a play. It's not necessarily one in which I see a massive differential on because with Youngstown State, they did wind up losing quite a few pieces from last year. Darius Quinzenberry, he is now out of the fold. He wound up transferring over to Fordham. You wind up losing Nas Bohannon to Clemson as well. But take a look at Penn State. It's going to be the first game of Coach Micah Shrewsbury career with them so we've got some moving parts I think that John Rahr is going to be able to do a very good job down low for Penn State but I do think a little bit of a question mark is what you're going to be able to get out of Jalen Pickett he was the Metro Atlantic player of the year while he was at Siena two seasons ago last year he was a little bit banged up he wasn't quite as effective so I had a couple question marks there with Youngstown State I think a guy that wound up seeing really not a lot of attention whatsoever last year in Grayson Kelly but was a sharpshooter at the D2 level two years ago I think that he's going to be able to get a couple open looks and I think that that's going to lead to Youngstown State staying in the game so want him taking the points Okay, instead of Penn State, what about Penn tonight? They are on the road against Florida State, and Penn is catching 19 in the hook, total 145.5. Is this a number that's too high, or do you trust the Seminoles enough to lay just under 20? I trust the Seminoles enough to be able to lay this number. I was willing to lay up to 24 with them 
with Penn. It's going to be the first college basketball game since March of 2020, and we wound up seeing it with a couple teams that they wind up opting out of last season, whether that be the Ivy League or Bethune-Cookman. They wind up getting off to nice starts, and then they wind up fading away in the second half because they just don't have the conditioning that they are used to. So I think that that's something to take a look at with Penn. They had a heart and soul player two seasons ago in A.J. Badur. I don't know how they're going to be able to replace him. Jordan Dingle, I think, is going to be able to give you a tad bit of something. But with Florida State, though they have been dealing with some injuries, Anthony Polite is someone that it looks like he's going to be able to suit it up in this game, 10.5 points per game last season. A very good three-point shooter at over 40%. I think that he's going to be able to find some open looks. Florida State also did a good job of recruiting. Matthew Cleveland is a six foot seven, do a little bit of everything sort of player. And it just feels like Florida State clones these guys. They just have like 15 different guys that are all between six foot eight and six foot like 10 ish. They all shoot between 33 and 36%. If you shoot above 36%, you've got to miss a shot. Meanwhile, if you're shooting below 33%, you wind up getting like the Game of Thrones, shame sort of bell. It's just absolutely insane (laughs) how all these guys are exactly the same. But I think Florida State is just going to be too big, too strong for Penn to handle. So I want to play in the points. All right, Greg, we got about a minute remaining. With that time, I want you to tell us who are some of your top picks to win the whole thing outright. Gonzaga, the favorite, plus 650. Kansas, Michigan, 9-1, and the list goes on. Who are some of the teams that you had your finger pointed on who could be crowned champion? Now, I'm someone that I really don't dive into futures too much, but my number one power-rated team is Gonzaga. You saw Chet Holmgren yesterday. He had like 14 points, six rebounds, six assists, five blocks. I mean, the guy does a little bit of everything. Drew Timmy. He's absolutely amazing as well. He's a consensus player of the year candidate. Gonzaga, they didn't wind up losing a game until the national title game, and they bring a lot of these pieces back. So they're my number one team. But a team that I think could wind up making the final four if they wind up getting the right draw is Oregon. You've got a coach in Dana Ullman that I think is one of the best in the business. He has utilized transfers and utilized them very well in his time while he's been at Oregon. So while so many of these coaches are new to the transfer portal, he has been using it for many years. So that's why I think that there's going to be a little bit of added value on Oregon. Okay, yeah, Oregon, 35-1 to to win the whole thing at Bet Rivers. But Greg eyeing them if they can get some luck going their way to reach the Final Four. But, hey, Greg, I know we'll have you on plenty more times throughout the season. I'm excited for you. I know this is your favorite time of the year, and thank you for taking some time out of it to give us some plays, my friend. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. At GUnit underscore 81 is where you can follow Greg on Twitter. Also catch him contributing to VEASAN. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Telling you he handicaps every single college basketball game. Give the kid a follow. Coming up next, we're talking more basketball in the NBA and NFL futures. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They've been offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They've brought back the reduce the juice promotion on game days and throughout this whole NFL season. They've had their $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All right, welcome back into Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can give me a follow on Twitter at DannyBurke5. As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. And it is our final segment here in the middle of the week, which we enjoy spending time handicapping some potential NFL futures plays that we've liked. I know we've pulled the trigger on a couple of them throughout this season, but a couple of them that, one at least that I wanted to update to keep an eye on, and the other that... I think it's kind of up to you whether or not you want to jump in on it. So let's start with the Steelers. And we talked about this last week, and I just wanted to update it. And I know we mentioned it with Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh CityCast, before Monday Night Football. But again, you know, we looked at it last week, eight and a half was their win total, right? And I'm looking at it going, all right, well, they got two favorable games coming up. You got the Bears and then the Lions. I don't trust the Steelers. 
So what I'm going to do is be patient, assume they beat the Bears, assume they beat the Lions, and then jump in on the under. Well, last week, the number at 8.5, it was about over-under minus 112 each way. Now the current odds for the Steelers' win total is still at 8.5. However, the overs minus 124, under is even money. They're currently 5-3. and three. They beat the Bears, luckily, I may add. Buffalo, Denver, Seahawks, and the Browns. So, look, the Browns is probably the most impressive win there. And obviously Buffalo, but that was week one. You know, crazy things happen in week one. The Packers got blown out by the Saints. The, the thing is, look, I still think we wait, though, for the Steelers considering the favorable matchup. We always like to split it in winnable, losable, and toss-up games. And the only remaining winnable game I have for the Steelers where I would look at it look at it definitively and be like, yeah, that's a game the Steelers should win, is the Lions this week. So let's be patient, let's wait, and just keep a mind ready to attack it that we will be jumping in on the under, assuming that it either maybe goes up to nine or we just get better value on this thing staying under. Because you look at the losable games for the Steelers, you got to go next week on the road against the Chargers, the week after on the road against the Bengals, you get Baltimore at home, but it's still the Ravens who are better than you, you get Kansas City on the road in Week 16, and then Cleveland Week 17 will probably be vying for their playoff spots. So those are all the losable games, right? And you got five of them. Toss-up games, Week 14 at Minnesota. You know why it's a toss-up? Because inevitably every Minnesota game comes down to a field goal. Maybe the Steelers are the benefactor of that game. Uh, week 15 versus Tennessee, you get the Titans at home. No Derrick Henry. Let's see how this team looks by Week 15. Week 18 at Baltimore. Will the Ravens be needing to play in that game, or will they have everything locked up? So look at it this way. They need four wins to get to nine. You get Detroit there. Okay, you need three wins to get to nine at that point. And if you give them all the toss-up games, then okay, sure, they get you there, but that's a lot to bank on that they can win on the road against Minnesota and versus Tennessee and then on the road against Baltimore, assuming the Ravens maybe have everything locked up. But let's see where this number goes to. This has been our plan. It's a couple weeks in the making. Let's see how big it gets adjusted after beating the Lions. So keep an eye on the Steelers and their win total. And then another team to keep an eye on. What about the New Orleans Saints? Ten and a half. It is shaded to the under pretty heavily because they're giving you a good number here. Minus 225 for New Orleans. The overs plus 175. Yes, I get it. The Saints are 5-3 and three right now. The record looks good, but really do they look good do we trust them do we actually think they're going to get to 11 wins absolutely not they beat green bay in that fluky game week one new england washington seattle and tampa bay and for some reason tom brady i mean it's his you know kryptonite going against the saints defense uh they lost to carolina the giants and the Fal i mean they they've lost to these random terrible teams but let's go ahead kind of sort the schedule out the winnable games for the saints Week 14 on the road against the Jets because it's the Jets. Week 16, you get Miami at home. Week 17, you get Carolina at home. Remember, they're at five wins. Where do we see six wins? Well, the winnable games, looking at that list, we only see three. Losable games. Week 10 at Tennessee. I get it. No Derrick Henry. Or this week, obviously, at Tennessee. Um, no Derrick Henry, but I still give the favor to Tennessee here. Week 12 versus Buffalo. Week 13 versus Dallas. Week 15 on the road against Tampa Bay. Buccaneers probably split. Toss-up games, week 11, you get Philly, but you're on the road. Week 18, you're on the road against Atlanta. What's going to happen with the Saints? No uh, Jameis Winston. Do you trust Simeon? Do you trust Taysom Hill to be implemented in there? I don't trust anything with Pittsburgh. Some books have this price at minus $2 as the lowest. I get it steep, 
but I don't trust his team getting six wins with Simeon, right? And even if you give him all the winnable games and at least, you know, the two toss-up games, that's still only five wins. They need six, and they probably lose, in my opinion, this week at Tennessee. So if you're looking to get involved in the Saints win total, 10.5, assuming they lose this week, is probably going to be your best number. I get laying $2.00. Seems very, very hard to do. That's why I said I'll, I'll leave this up for you to judge. But to me, I don't see any way this team gets six wins and gets to 11. I don't love laying it, so I'm not necessarily fully on recommending it. But if they do lose this week, which I probably think they do, then maybe it goes down to 10, maybe it goes down to 9.5, and, and then we're having a different conversation. But strongly consider laying a steep price if you want to. If you don't, I get it. But the Saints under 10.5 may be the best number, or the highest, rather, that you get with the Saints in order to bet them under. So those are the couple of futures plays I'm keying in on in the NFL. Uh, let's move on to basketball tonight for Danny's Dimes. We got a couple of plays on the hardwood tonight. You know who we're handicapping, baby. We got the Bulls playing tonight. The only excitement in the Windy City sports-wise. That and Justin Fields looking good, but let's get into it. Danny's Dimes, Bulls hosting the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Chicago, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Money line, the Bulls, minus 155. Dallas catching plus 130, total at about 215. You know where I'm going. I am going with the Bulls on the money line, minus 155. Personally, I'm willing to lay more to have the security so I don't have to deal with the annoying volatility of the National Basketball Association at the end of games with a minute to go where it's just a bunch of crap all over the place from free throws to random shots. No, thank you. I will gladly lay more to bet the Bulls outright here. And a stat we like to look at that we threw out last night, cleaning the glass does a great job of throwing out all these numbers. You look at the Mavericks, they rank 21st in points per 100 possession with 106 points, okay? Defensively, the Bulls have been really solid. Everyone was critical of this Bulls defense, which statistically wasn't too bad last year. They've only improved coming into this year. They rank 4th in defensive points per 100 possessions, allowing just 103, okay? You look at the offense, no, the Bulls haven't been lighting it up necessarily. They've kind of been Jekyll and Hyde with it, but they do rank 8th in offensive points per possession, which is at 111, okay? Dallas's defense has not been that solid this year. They rank 18th in defensive points per possession, 109. Bulls are coming off of a momentum-filled win against the Nets on Monday. You're getting the home crowd advantage once again. You're getting better bench production now. Ayo Desumu has been a bright light in his rookie campaign. You know how good Caruso's been, and we filled, or the Bulls have filled that void being absent from Patrick Williams, at least sufficient enough as of this point. So look for the Bulls to win this thing outright. If you want to lay the spread, I get it. You don't want to mess with laying as high as minus 155, but personally, I'm okay going with the Bulls on the money line, having the advantage over Dallas at the UC tonight. And then look, I tweeted it out and talked about it. Our guy, DeMar DeRozan, great opportunity with his props. Number hasn't really been adjusted. His points prop is still at 23.5. It was as high as plus 115 to the over. Heck, some books had it at 22.5. Now it's about unanimously at 23.5. I played it over even money when I tweeted it out earlier today. But he scored more than 23.5 points in the last five games. And overall, seven out of ten games this season. Last five, he's gotten 28, 25, 37 37 again, and then 32 respectively. You look at how it's a favorable matchup for him. 64% of his shots are coming from mid-range, 26% at the rim, which is his next highest shot selection mark. He's making 47% of them from mid-range, and 64% is what he's connecting four feet within the bucket. The Mavericks' weakest part of their defense is exactly that, at mid-range and at the rim. 
Opponents are taking 35% of their shots from mid-range versus Dallas. That puts them 25th worst in the league. And opponents are making 41% of those from mid-range and 68% at the rim. DeMar should be able to thrive. There's not going to be a matchup that can limit him, in my opinion. So look for the consistency. That's DeMar DeRozan over 23.5 points scored. You could consider his points, rebounds, and assists over 32.5. He's actually gone over that in 8 out of 10 games, but he's kind of been slacking a little bit more so with his rebounds and assists this month. So I'm staying away from that one, but I am riding the Bulls to win this thing outright on the money line versus the Mavs and DeRozan over 23.5 points. Let's go Bulls. Let's go DeRozan. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Best of luck with your plays. We'll catch up tomorrow to preview Thursday Night Football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.